hello and welcome back to the Irish LGBT Pride podcast. You're with Leanne and this week we're talking about Elliot Page and the reaction to his coming out as transgender. So stick around and let's have a talk about it. So unless you've been living under a rock, I suppose, um, you might be aware that Elliot Page publicly announced that he's transgender about a week ago. Um, As someone of a certain age, I have enjoyed the many movies Elliot Page has been in and remember the very passionate speech that he gave at the Human Rights Campaign Conference in 2014. Uh, I suppose a lot of things have changed since then, but one thing that still kind of stands out and remains the same is how brave this person actually is and how he has always lived 100% kind of authentically as himself. Um, before and now and I think that that's something that we should all really kind of look at and admire in a way Um, somebody who's still quite young to have publicly you know put themselves through not one but two coming out stories Um, it's something that we really should admire you know I kind of you know when I was like okay I'll make a podcast about this I am sometimes I kind of want like what's it got to do with any of us do you know what I mean like why are we talking about it why is it news but what really interested me a lot was kind of the levels of support that have been shown particularly online towards Elliot Page and that just kind of proves how far people have come Um, like you'll always have the people who will never allow themselves to understand but my argument is and has been and always will be that you know you can't you can't have an argument with a person's lived experience and nor can you argue with how they feel regardless of how you feel so if you don't understand somebody who is transgender that's your problem The same way if you can't understand that somebody's gay or lesbian or bisexual or non-binary or gender fluid or pansexual or asexual or demisexual or any any sort of identity that's outside of the kind of social norms. If you can't understand that, that's a you problem. I sometimes I find myself getting into debates with people about this sort of stuff. And as I said, I kind of live by the lived experience rule. And I apply that to a lot of situations where there may be like discrimination or hatred or racism or anything like that that's been pushed upon someone. Like if a gay person tells you, I think that's homophobic and you identify as a cis heterosexual person (laughs) you can't argue that it's not homophobic the same way as if a person of colour tells you that a comment or a gesture or a word or something 
is racist or has racist undertones. You are not a person of colour if you are a white person saying this and therefore you cannot argue with the lived experience. I kind of put this into practice a lot when we talk, particularly in Ireland, um, the travelling community tends to get quite a lot of hate and a lot of discrimination in Ireland. Um, they have you know, ethnic status, ethnic minority status here in Ireland. But yet, when you look at reports, they are probably the most discriminated group of people um, in Ireland. Discriminated against group of people in Ireland. I remember earlier in the year, I was involved in a um, launch of an integration, uh, multicultural integration, a multicultural <laughs> integration strategy launch and uh, I eventually would get those words out but um, really really interesting findings were published in that report and within that report there was basically a statistic that said that a lot of people would rather live beside drug dealers than live beside Irish travellers which, you know, is a shocking statistic to be in black and white in a report found in somebody's research. Um, but yeah, that kind of hate, you know, like you, you have that hate ingrained in you the same way an awful lot of people have homophobic tendencies ingrained in them. And to bring it back to what, you know, I'm originally kind of getting at is that those remarks made online towards somebody who has been brave enough to stand up and say, this is me and has come out as transgender and people are arguing the point and saying, you know, the age old argument, there are two genders. No, there are two biological makeups, you know, and <laughs> like one of them is male and one of them is female. But gender is not the same thing. Your gender identity is socially constructed around social norms that have been in place for years and years and years. But those kind of things are starting to change. And I think the people who aren't willing to get on board with those changes, they're soon going to be left behind. I actually just want to add here and correct myself. Um, I've just said that there are, you know, two kind of biological makeups, male and female. But I'm actually wrong in saying that. And I apologize for that. Like there are many people who may be born intersex or in, you know, any other kind of way that changes their genetic or bio biological makeup. And um, I think I was just on a roll talking there and kind of lost my my thought but um yeah there is more than two but um as I said it's not my intention to offend anyone there so a couple of weeks back we spoke about um Harry Styles and his uh, magazine shoot with Vogue magazine and how he featured on the front cover and within the photo shoot 
in what would be considered traditionally female clothing um you know he wore a dress on the on the front page but you know those kind of things the reaction that harry styles got and the kind of like backlash that was seen on twitter and those kind of social media the outlets that allow for the back and forth um like the hate that he received for that was was kind of insane because it's not as if it hadn't been done before you know and then you kind of switch it to Elliot Page comes out as transgender and there's this kind of like push online with lots of support which is fantastic you know there's celebrities coming out and congratulating Elliot on you know his transition and you know how wonderful this all is but you know there's a lot then of like follow-ups and there's a lot about how we you know have moved on so much that we're not dead naming people now these are words that are quite new to some people but to dead name someone is to use their old name and their old pronouns and not use their new pronouns and their new name or identity and some magazines and news outlets are guilty of going there but i think for the most part it was actually really really positive and there was a lot kind of said and so people are being introduced to new concepts and new ideas and all of this sorts of new words even and it's really really positive and it's really good but then you have the other end of it and as i said like i know they're two completely different things but there was no real like kind of stand-up moment when harry styles wore a dress and there was no like you know let's embrace this kind of uh gendered non-conforming person to <laughs> you know encourage them or anything like that it was just kind of waiting to see what harry styles would stay back to Candace Holmes you know and I just think that they're not interlinked at all but I just think it's interesting that two kind of gender kind of stories would have two completely different reactions um online which you know it just online and social media in particular and online media it has an opportunity and sometimes it doesn't take like it doesn't take the the good road it'll take the bad road because the bad road tends to get more clicks and you know you can click bait more people into actually clicking on your story if you've got like a crazy headline or something like that but no matter about those kind of things anyway as i said i just you know saw some parallels in the way that things were reported and thought that it was really interesting but to bring it back to Elliot Page, you know, I think it's always fantastic for a minority group to find and gain a public figure who can kind of unite the community. And, you know, the transgender community is a community within a community that sometimes isn't fully understood. And, you know, there just be questions raised as to whether the transgender community really should be its own community or part of the lgbtq community and you know i think our community works best together and i don't believe in that separation at all 
um you know we are minority groups and minorities need each other but um when a celebrity like a high profile celebrity becomes a member of your community it can only really you know help others and maybe help people who don't understand who they fully are or they don't fully accept themselves right now but um when you kind of get this publicity thrown at your community sometimes it can be like unwelcomed i think in a way it's like unwelcomed attention but it can also work in other ways like there's people out there going through the same thing and they now look at elliot page and say one day i want that to be me you know and i think as well when you are online now and you're looking around and you know all you have to do is go onto tiktok for 15 minutes and our community is everywhere now it could just be that my algorithm is full of lgbtq content but it's you know it's a really positive step and it's a step in a hell of a direction to have such such a platform and like so many people on the platform and they're not afraid to be themselves at all no matter what situation or what section of our community is in the spotlight you know there'll always be good and bad reactions there'll be good and bad reactions um away from the spotlight too you know say in our own personal lives we have good and bad reactions to who we are to our identities to our sexual identities our gender identities but you just have to you know work through those and as i say it's it's really important to be yourself and be 100 percent yourself if you know that's what you want to do but also to just kind of you know scope out the situation first make sure that you are safe and there's a lot of people who have been maybe impacted with COVID-19 that they have found themselves in a space you know in a kind of restriction or quarantine period where they've been in an unsafe space and haven't been able to truly be themselves you know at the end of at the end of a really really tough year I think it's really important to look forward to next year you know we have some sort of glimmer of hope with a vaccine now whether things improve in the short term I don't know but you know look as far as 2021 and see what that looks like for you are you going to be the next Elliot Page the next person to feel comfortable enough to truly express who you are are you going to you know find yourself like many people did this year through a social media platform and decide that you know now is the time for me to express my true sexuality you know like these moments are there for you to have and you just have to find yourself in your own life you have to find that moment in your own life when it's okay to do that for you and you feel comfortable doing that too. I think 2020 for all its bad things, <laughs> you know, we've had a really, really tough year, but it also has given some people time away from the world and time to reflect on themselves and maybe some time to find themselves. Um, 
I would think that if there was maybe some sort of study or report done, um, it would be interesting to see if there's been a rise in people kind of joining our LGBTQ community because of lockdowns, restrictions, quarantines, kind of making them face themselves a little bit more. You know, life stopped and suddenly you were alone with yourself and it made you think quite a lot. <laughs> um, again, I'm going to go back to, you know, I'm, I'm a person who spends probably too much time on social media um, most of it is, you know, just that kind of guilty flick through things. Some of it is towards college as it's kind of an element of research for me at the moment. But um, I can't really say now that my time spent on TikTok <laughs> is for college research. But I do find it interesting and I do find like the algorithms interesting and I find what we see interesting i think how it affects people as well and you know like we've had the u.s election to kind of look at we've had like this kind of fake news propaganda misinformation covid is a conspiracy all of this sort of thing and it's all really really interesting but i would like to see somebody do maybe a, a report on how many people will credit tiktok with their sexual awakening um, and so my algorithm feeds me quite a bit of LGBTQ content and I think there's a lot of people out there who since March have maybe questioned their sexuality, have discovered their, you know, their, their sexual self and, you know, that's, that's really great. That's some, that's, for me, that's something positive that a social media platform has actually done for people. Um, the majority of time when we talk about the impact of social media on people, I feel as if we do that in quite a negative way. But my kind of understanding of these things is that social media is a toolbox and you, like any other toolbox, you choose how to use it. And I kind of tend to make the connection with, if I take a hammer from a toolbox, I can choose to create or I can choose to destroy. And that's exactly how I feel about social media. Um, you know, it's, it's up to you how you actually use it. So whether you use social media to spread joy, <laughs> fear, hate, misinformation, political agenda, facts, or anything else, you know, I think it's just, it's good to kind of understand why you do that and why you feel the need, I suppose, if you're a person who spreads hate or if you, you know, maybe think that you could be nicer online. <laughs> um, it, it, it's important to kind of, I suppose, look at yourself and wonder why you do those things. But, you know, to end it on kind of, what I'm saying, the support that community members of the trans community, particularly with the story that I've been talking about, you know, that support, to see that support in action has been, you know, pretty great. 
like I remember when Caitlyn Jenner was you know the poster woman for the transgender community at one point there was kind of a debate there and it was a bit contentious and I think that was because of some comments that Caitlyn Jenner had previously made about the LGBTQ community and marriage and things like that so the kind of that didn't sit well with a lot of people but you know now Elliot Page known how much of an advocate he is for the LGBT community I think only really great things are going to come kind of from a, a public kind of a public kind of perception of having Elliot Page as a campaigner advocate and person who can unite parts of this community that may be a little bit strained you know at the minute so I think it's a really really good thing and you know not that it matters but I wish Elliot Page all the best of luck in his future endeavours and hope that his life is as happy and full of prosperity as it can be for him. So I think I'll leave it there for this week. I think I've (laughs) waffled on just enough to maybe put you to sleep. But, you know, that's that's the... It's kind of the aim of this sometimes. (laughs) Although I listen to kind of guided meditation when I'm going to sleep. Maybe not this. But, um, yeah, thanks for listening. And, you know, it's it's great to see week by week the listenership of this show is growing and growing. And it's fantastic it really really is i never anticipated when i started this that people would actually listen um so thank you to everyone who has listened and for anyone who's new you know thank you um i hope to be back now soon with some more podcasts um christmas is coming my exams are coming and things like that so things are a little bit busy at the minute so if i'm not as active you know why but If you don't hear from me, mind yourself and I will talk to you soon.